really. Yeah, but more than anything, fuck you. Mm. Hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> they heard all of that. Very good. We've yeah. been waiting Perfect. months uh-huh. to be able to do it again. Yep. We're finally safe. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> How perfectly done. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> Truly perfect. I did not know my sound was on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Your sound's working? Well, that's good. Hello, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are here for the concluding episode of Tales of Setendor, simply titled Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are going to introduce ourselves, and then I will read the recap, and we will pick up where we left off three months-ish ago. Yeah. I'm John, and for the last time, I'm playing Ukubo. I'm Sarah, and I'll be playing Curiel. I'm Paul, and I'll be playing Arthas. And I'm not Lawrence, <laughs> and I'll be playing Hallam Farstrider. <laughs> <laughs> Recap us, because nobody remembers. I don't fucking remember. Just just read me the whole story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once upon a time. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, last episode, where five become one. The party steps through Elrand's portal and find themselves standing at the edge of Ramshorn. However, this is not the Ramshorn that Hollem recognizes from his memories. The city physically looks the same, though the outside is surrounded by sharp shards of rocky earth jutting out of the ground, blocking the entrance and exit from the city. The group prepares all of them, disguising themselves as Arthas, at Ukubo's suggestion, in order to confuse Virian. Ukubo pulls out Hollem's gem and says, Hello, it me, Arthas. <laughs> Virian speaks yep. in Ukubo's head, indicating that he knows it is not Arthas. Totally but for was them Arthas. To I come inside <laughs> I aced that. <laughs> it me. Arthas. <laughs> should you make a performance roll for yeah, that? Yeah, I did. I rolled uh-huh. like a four. <laughs> yeah, how's it feel? It was so bad. <laughs> uh, Virian lowers a fragment of the rock, and the group enters the city all disguised as Arthas. It appears to be abandoned, people missing, things dropped on the ground as if they had simply vanished. There is no blood or signs of a struggle. Everyone is simply gone. They proceed until they find something they recognize, a building labeled the Grey Branch Shipping Company. They enter and find a large open space with a wooden floor, the back half of the room exposed to a small river. The room is filled with crates and barrels, several tables, as well as a grisly-looking table with shackles and crystal tubes that connect to a brass clasp that looks like it might hold a gem. They hear a clapping as Virian walks into the room on the platform above them, giving his villainous monologue, Uh telling Arthas that he no longer needs him, and that he doesn't need to be an architect to split his soul. He tells them that they may be five strong, but so is he. He raises his arms, and they see that he has gems embedded into his skin as he splits into five copies of himself, all different elemental color, matching the gems on his body. The fight begins with the group handily taking out several of these elemental soul fragments of Virian, as well as holding him steady, blinding him, silencing him, and knocking him to the ground. Yeah, he got fucking wrecked. (laughs) It's true. As Arthas and Hollem smash into him together, the last elemental soul fragment is destroyed. While Virian's fragments did pump out some damage, their numbers proved too powerful for him, all of the party pulling their weight and stopping him. As the last fragment is destroyed, Varian's arms and legs return to the elemental color in which they started, and he begins to glow and smoke, screaming soundlessly as the silence spell stops his voice. His body smokes and explodes as Arthas and Hollem are pushed back from the blow. 
Standing in front of them where Virian was is a hulking elemental beast made up of rocks, ice, heavy wind, and fire. Arthas is immediately smashed by this icy hand, its cold claws digging into him. The group continues to smash this hulking figure, and though they are wounded, they too take this beast out together. Such a Fucking happy hobbit! God! <laughs> Get out of here! Yeah, Arthas getting clawed, <laughs> we're leaving the Shire. <laughs> Never should have left the Shire. Mm-hmm. Uh... The final blow coming from several of the party members together as Brina's skeletons unleash a flurry of arrows, Arthas and Holom are blown back as the figure explodes in an elemental blast, damaging the room. Everyone stands, alive and all right. Arthas walks up the stairs and finds the figure of Virian coughing silently, unable to speak or make sound. He looks to Arthas, pain and hatred in his eyes, as Arthas raises his greatsword. Virian tilts his head back, closes his eyes, and accepts his fate as Arthas swings the blade down, sending Virian's head tumbling down the stairs. Ukubo destroys the strange, horrible table, and everyone hugs and celebrates their victory. They proceed through another portal, heading back to the base of the mountain in the spot in which Arthas woke up. Elran leads them into a crack in the mountain to a door. Next to this door are spots for the party to insert their hands, the shape matching, except Ukubo, who shoves his face into it. The door cracks open, and the party walks into this glowing white portal. Arthas steps through first, and then pulls Curiel through, attempting to scare her. They walk through and find a beautiful mountainous space, seemingly on top of the mountain, the small town down a path below them, with glowing with white shimmering light. Walking towards them are the figures of Pelor and Hector, as well as a second, smaller, boot-like-looking Paylor. Hector explains to Arthas that Paylor sent him down in secret, filling his mind with false memories and goals after Istus and Kronos, creator of the Changekin Melody, discovered what he was doing and demanded that she be brought back. Paylor also tells Arthas sheepishly that he severed his connection to the Celestial Plane and replaced it with his own, and hired a Changekin actor to play his part so that Arthas would not explode from channeling his full power or discover what Paylor had done. Istis and Kronos walk up and berate Paylor once more for being a mindless fool, whose mistakes almost cost them the life of their daughter. Brina excitedly yells, does that mean I'm God's granddaughter? Istis tells her that technically yes, and creates Brina a sparkling white dress that matches that of Istis at her request. Ukubo drunks, jumps into Daddy Sylvanas' oh arms and speaks with him about all that has happened. He asks to no longer be a furbolg and is told that he cannot do that, but he can fix his voice. He pulls a potion from his side, and Ukubo drinks it, finally able to speak for the first time without fear of harming anyone or himself. Istis tells the group that in her scrying of the fates, discovered something that would threaten all of the planes. A man on Aldor would create a plague, and they needed to stop him without directly influencing the events on the material plane. And so they did, and they stopped him successfully by creating another life, putting it in the path of this first man, changing the course of events. The fates revealed no further th threats. The fates did not reveal Virian. Istis reveals that the group of them are mortal beings and that they are special for that reason. What they did in stopping Virian was not destiny, nor was it fate. It was a result of their bonded actions and powers that ensured their victory. Nothing that the gods did or could do was able to affect the outcome. Their lives exist beyond fate and beyond time, and they are given the choice of how to live their lives going forward. Istis asks them all, what would they like their lives to be? Very good. Mm -hmm. uh, so before we actually get into the playing, uh, as Ashtray has noticed, uh, Brina, Kelsey is not here. 
uh, Kelsey and I are unfortunately no longer together uh, as of this last weekend, and as such means she will not be here for the epilogue. Um, but we came up with a, a, a fitting, considerate ending. So yeah. If you would like to take it away. All right. So, as you are asked by Istis what you want your fates to be, uh, Brina excitedly looks over to all of you and says, uh, I love all of you and this has been a wonderful journey, but whatever you choose to do, I must remain with my parents. I missed out on my childhood and lived in a horrible forest and I would like to be with them I'm sorry that it means I'll have to say goodbye but hopefully we can see each other again she walks up and hugs all of you individually her white dress flowing as she walks and she takes uh, Elran and Melody's hands as they look at all of you and nod silently and a white portal opens up behind them, and they walk through, and as you see them walking, you see them change. And through the portal, you see a park that, Arthas, you recognize as the park from your memories. And you see Brina become a small child once more. Now Ran and Melody return to their elvish and gnomish forms. And they walk through and happily skip through this park, and the portal closes. I'm going to check my pockets. <laughs> uh, make a perception check. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Um, oh, yeah, it's great. 21. You're about 10 gold shy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> True to the end. And a, a stone has been placed in your pocket to replace the weight. <laughs> All right, I'll cherish the stone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. Remove that gold. <laughs> so Istis looks to all of you. Um, if you would like to take some time, talk amongst yourselves and decide what it is you would like to do, let me know. And she steps back from the party, and you may talk amongst yourselves and decide your fates. <sighs> Have to find Mr. Hollemhole. Uh, Hollemsoul. <laughs> uh, I, I believe you mean Hollemsoul. No, not hole. Need hole. Need the soul. Other. Hole. I'd ask if he knew which spelling he was going for, but. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Only half Hollem. Complete. I think I, complete. I, think I understand. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Real. Need make complete whole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. 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 Welcome back. I forgot what it feels like to have to. Does that make Arthas a donut? 
Arthas has delicious jelly center. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> That's what's canon. Yeah. Yeah. You have a fucking donut in yeah. that shit's canon. Hey, you flip it over and it's just one of those sprinkles. sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. you, just, you just peel them off and it, it's infinite. It's great. You guys haven't noticed. <laughs> Don't know how. It's, mm-hmm. It goes along with the sandwich bag. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the snack afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. You have an idea? I mean, I, I still need to get my parents settled into a... Old folks' home? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that old. Oh. Not know how long Turtle lives. Probably long time, though. No, not, not particularly. About the same as a human. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why uh, 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 killed a lot uh, of humans? That, that, that's humans how die young, <laughs> very soft. And You're on the clock. Breakable. <laughs> but my, I I do still have a mystery to get to the bottom of. Uh, you need gang. <laughs> Ukubo has drug connections still. <laughs> no, oh, sh- no, not that. <laughs> uh, not right. that. Paumba and family work hard. <laughs> Better roll deep. I just assigned everybody a roll. You're shaggy. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm Fred, unfortunately. Yes. Velma? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Daphne. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Scanning. It's it's right. <laughs> what does that mean about us? <laughs> we complete each other. Oh. <laughs> Give me my soul back. <laughs> How one help parents? Uh, well. What mean settle? Well, we we've moved them out of. Norbury. Carrie. Ukubo pick up Papa. Uh, they were on their way already, right? I sent them. Yeah. And they were, what town were they going to? I thought they were going to Verderall. Yeah, pretty that, sure yeah, that's okay. why you were sending them to the dwarves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, because the dragon's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ukubo's tavern. <laughs> sure, yes. Gave <laughs> Ukubo tavern. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I, I would like to make sure they're settled into Verderall, and I am also curious about who's framing Dragonborns in, uh... Pancath. Yes. That hometown. Town, <laughs> hometown that I've... we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. We walked by it. It looked all right. We swam... we sailed by it. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, besides, besides that, I, I don't have any further, further plans. Uh, We've seen most of the continent, that's what I set out to do. Ukubo need be tree. S- small or, or big? Big. Like, the lightning tree? Bigger. Bigger. Ukubo want to be the tree. World tree? Uh-huh. 
Tree father. Ukubo want to be. Sylvanas. Ukubo want to be. Great tree. Are you, are you sure? Uh-huh. Ukubo have leaves. Ukubo have sticks. Kind of already tree. Kind of already a tree. Uh-huh. I think I can help with that, Ukubo. Ukubo could make potions from leaves. That's true. Help people. I think that would be a very noble cause, Ukubo. And fruit for fruit juice for Mr. Juice. All right. Mango. Yes. All right. Pineapple. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apple. Okay. Blueberry. Blueberry. All right. Pie. Well, like pie. All right. Uh, <laughs> Ukubo we, won't be all fruit. We can do the fruit. The all fruit tree. <laughs> all fruit. <laughs> You've heard of the all father. I'm the all fruit. Yeah. Chamber of all fruit. Yep. I think we can make that happen, Ukubo. Uh-huh. All right. The three of you. would like to retrieve Hall and Soul somehow. All right. Yes, that way we can give him back what I've been borrowing. All right. We can make that happen. They've been sharing whole. Gotta keep clean. (laughs) And I need a really big axe. Ukubo uh, has to be tree, but not for long. <laughs> Helping. Ukubo, <laughs> get down. <laughs> Any other requests? You've earned whatever you'd like. I don't suppose there's anything that could be done for Ramshorn? Ramshorn will be repaired. The people will be put back as they were. Very well. Right. And what happens to this world? This world will remain outside of our jurisdiction. We will make sure that we keep it safe, but will not influence in it. You are free to watch over it if you choose. We will keep our eyes out, but will not meddle in the dealings of this world or the people that live here. The ones who do not have memories will be given memories, so that way they feel whole. Whole. That's right. Mm-hmm. We will make this world whole again. Good. Ukubo can be its tree. That's right. You can be the turtle. <laughs> Arthas can the, be the sun. The, uh-huh. the turtle? Moon. Sure. The single turtle? Uh huh. Can only be one. Highlander style. I have to fight every other turtle. <laughs> the world turtle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine Curiel on the beaches. Beaches. <laughs> no, I'm the turtle. I can only be the only one. 
Just throwing them. Using your lightning. Not in my setting door, you don't. Start at 10 cast. And work your way west. Fight every turtle. Okay. Sure. That's not what I was just I think I should clarify that. I'm, first of all, not a turtle. Second, I have no desire. Are there turtles even? In, have we come across any turtles? Ukubo sure. has turtle shield. So there must be turtles. Uh huh. Pause for one second. I gotta remove this uh, Brinkwood. Oh, the Brinkwood ad? Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold, please. Mm-hmm. A- anybody want to do anything else, or where Ukubo be tree? Ukubo won't be by Paumba. By Terransby? You could probably be a... What are, what are the woods outside of Terransby called? Falkirk Glen? If I can pull that from my brain from 11 months ago. <laughs> I mean, you have, do you have the map? Make the DM I pull do. it from his brain from 11 well, months ago. <laughs> hey, Don, what woods am I from? Sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> the old sounds right woods. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I don't fucking remember. <laughs> you probably remember it is the more Falkirk about this campaign Glenn. than I do. I don't know where my map was. I was looking for it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's the Falkirk Glen. It's the Falkirk Glen. I had them. I don't mm-hmm. remember. This book is tiny. Uh, I don't know where I put them. There must be a folder in my drawer somewhere. But. Uh-huh. Sounds right. Yeah, Liz <laughs> is absolutely right. I have a legitimate turtle child as my shield. <laughs> like, it's not a dead turtle it's shell. Just, it's every time you use it. Oh my god. <laughs> Flails like it's trying to walk. <laughs> shield acting up today. <laughs> oh. Alright, well, um. Is there anything outside of this world? Uh. There are other worlds, but... <laughs> yes, tell us about it. <laughs> and, uh, indeed. Lore drop us. For we would love to hear about the other world. <laughs> Could you tell us about the 99 prepared. <laughs> she just rots. Oh, I gotta go. Get back. Get away from me. <laughs> you just get chained to the ground. The green screen's ripped off and she fucking runs. Yeah, dad bought <laughs> fucking Paylor. Hey, just like, you guys gotta stop. <laughs> Uh, He's talking about the actor? <laughs> the actor. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's a paid gig. Like, give it up. <laughs> yeah, you say Paylor and the actor, like, looks over. I'm like, no! No! Yeah. Why are you still you. here? <laughs> oh, it's really committed, though. Props to him. Yeah. No, I think he left. I think you yelled Some at him. Method acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sunborn. There, there are, Sunborn! <laughs> there are other worlds, but we do not plan to experiment further. We will allow them to... Fill, fulfill their destiny and live their lives, and we will make all worlds whole. Turtle just want help parents. What turtle want be? I mean, I've always wanted to travel, but what do you do when you've already seen everything that there is? Could come with to find my soul. Could tell people about travel. Storyteller. That I, I guess I could do. Write book. Life of turtle. 
a turtle tail. <laughs> if you do choose to be a storyteller and one that plays music alongside it, perhaps, I think that is something that we could help with. Sounds like, like backup singers. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Sonborn. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are going to copy edit that book? <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god. Help me fill in the blanks where they exist. We can, yes. I don't. I can't uh, imagine that everyone would take too well to knowing. The uh, story of this world's creation. Probably not, and we will not <laughs> give you that much information. But uh, and she puts her hands together and, and spins them, as you see uh, light being whisked from from the areas around at the edges of this place, uh, forming into her hands a set of glasses, and she hands them to you. And you can see that there are dials on the edge of the glasses. These glasses will allow you to glimpse into the other worlds on this plane, so that way you may visit, in a sense, safely, without influencing them, and write your stories. Sounds perfect. Which one? This is Istus, right? Yeah. Kronos mm -hmm. is still here too, right? Mm-hmm. Time Man! Uh, yes. Time Glasses. Can see backwards. <laughs> yeah, and he takes it and he can see forwards. Pulls, can some, see forwards. pulls from <laughs> some like gears and things from his uh, from his shirt and yeah, Ooh, fuck it. <laughs> he twists the the gears onto the side and spins it. Uh, it sounds like a like a bicycle wheel and, and you know free, like the spokes. On yeah, the side. yeah. Very good. You are. This will allow you to. Time dial. <laughs> View worlds in various times. <laughs> oh! <laughs> this is what I want. The ticket. You may visit any point in time or in space from your, from the safety of wherever you are. Thank you. Of course. That's a lot of power. <laughs> Reality television. <Yeah. laughs> Become the villain now. What's all today? <laughs> Yeah, she's always multiple steps ahead of us because she's seen, seen the fucking future. Oh no. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> now that <laughs> <laughs> Maybe now that she can see through time, she'll be able to park a boat. Tear. Quick, I gotta find a time. <laughs> In what world can I fucking sail? None! Why? I have proficiency <laughs> in boat in now. Boat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Every time you touch the wheel, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's roll. Hold on. Mm -hmm. For the two of you, we have something specific in mind, but uh, for your request, and Istis and Kronos put one hand to each other and pull away as light forms into a large, glowing, uh, blue, shimmery key. Uh, what's going on over there, Lady Nat One? <laughs> Did you actually Nat One? You're never sailing. It's yep. not happening. It's uh -huh. my point. Yep. <laughs> there it is. And they hand you uh, two halves of a key on a chain. That each of you has one half of this one key. One keychain. Yes, mm -hmm. one keychain. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks. No. Uh, <laughs> CM? <laughs> says, welcome to Saturn. Oh, nice. Thank you for your time here. The key, the, key the key to the world. Yeah. The world key. Mm-hmm. Um, this will the allow you <laughs> into the Vault of Souls, so that may, oh. you may retrieve Holm's soul. Is, the, is there any reason you, you didn't do that before? Laziness and, you know, well, miscommunications. <laughs> if Paylor had asked, perhaps? This is not something we normally do. This is not a... Uh, Just look, look at a Paylor. Like, a, normal, a normal thing that happens. Like, like, really sorry, dude. <laughs> this is not, not something we often give out to people. It's a single use, so make the best of it. Is he just like sitting on a little chair in a forever corner? Just he's like, on, he's staring on like a stump, just yeah, kind of just sheepishly man. looking at the ground. I really fucked up this time. <laughs> I forgot about the Vault of Souls. <laughs> I forgot that that was a thing. Oh, oh. right, the Vault of Souls. <laughs> totally should have just went there. Yeah, now that you mention it, that would have been a really great idea. You guys are much better at this than me. A hundred tries, mm. still, I'm really just not yeah. getting it. Really sorry that you went through that excruciating <laughs> process to split your soul. <laughs> Idiot, I could have just gone to the Vault of Souls, why didn't you ask? What a fucking guy. <laughs> God. I don't want to attack that <laughs> And for you, Ubo, your wish to be a tree in this world will be granted. You will be the largest and most beautiful tree in Setendor. All fruit. Of course, as you as you wish. Tree. Alright. <laughs> Goodbye. Before you go on your individual journeys together, is there anything you would like to say to each other? Goodbye. <laughs> it's been fun. I imagine I'll see the two of you. Indeed. Tree! I'll know where to find you. Big. Mm. Sky. I won't let him cut you down. Mr. Hollum, nice man. I'd like to see them try. Mm-hmm. Say that now. It's fog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mountain boy. <laughs> Ready. We got a soul vault to go into. <laughs> I'm sure it's not confusing at all. Sure. <laughs> Great. Totally. It's totally not a labyrinth. Use your your time glasses. Tell us if we make it out. How's it looking? It's foggy. Make a uh, make a history check. Why did you ask? Gotta know. No. Gotta know. Does knowing change the outcome? And I'm gonna look at Kronos. <laughs> What are you? This, this shit hasn't happened before, dude. <laughs> Why would Kronos know? You think we've made fucking time glasses before? This is this is all new territory. We literally just whipped those up right now. Yeah, they weren't even gonna be time glasses. She asked. Technically, he asked. I didn't even. We could both think for present for you. Did you find anything? Oh no. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> they dead. Uh oh. It's over. Did you actually just write uh oh? <laughs> I don't know. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> Do I believe? Uh, 19 plus uh. 
Damn it, what is it? Insight? Yeah? Yeah. It's been so long. Versus, 22. What is it? Uh, Deception. Deception. Deception! <laughs> 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 That's a, oh god, I have to math. 16. 22. Mm-hmm. I'm not lying. You'll be all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's not lying, but she did say, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> All signs point to yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like taking an eight ball. <laughs> Seems fine. <laughs> Try again later. <laughs> We're just shaking her. No. No, Tell no. us. <laughs> You'll be fine. Before Ukubo trades. Yeah, I got three three words. I didn't get like your entire. Oh journey. my god! <laughs> Don't let them help. Help! Like, help! Like, you see how big this piece of paper is? There's not like an entire like. First they go do this, and then you know, watch out for this. It's fine. You're fine. I don't know what's gonna happen, but you're fine. Okay. A little less confident now. I'm gonna kill him and have both souls. <laughs> oh, oh. Why would I do that to myself? Oh. <laughs> uh, before Ukubo tree, Ukubo have present. Present. Turtle. Turtle. Uh-uh. Ukubo buy in Navalon. At Pottery Man. Like Turtle. Thank you, Ukubo. Flower. One for each friend. Thank you. Ukubo also try writing. All right. You can read it out loud or not. That's up to you. I don't think I can. (laughs) (laughs) It says, Turtle, thank for teach read with letters. Like letters, make happy. Not happy before friends. Thank for make happy. Your friend, Ukubo. Little heart. It says, they, it says little heart. They say <laughs> put little heart at end of letter. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Ukubo put little heart. Thank you, Ukubo. Mm-hmm. Took it away with my turtle. Goodbye. Goodbye, Ukubo. Tree. All right. Everyone ready? Okay. And Istis and Kronos step together once more and put their hands together and trace the outline of a gate and a portal crackles into life, a glowing white light similar to the one that you had seen when you came to this place. And they step to either side of it and join their hands. You may step through and go home. Give everyone a hug first. Just pat Turtle on the head. <laughs> Shell. <laughs> Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. 
When we make it back, I'll come find your tree. Ukubo give fruit whatever want. Make house out of Ukubo. No. No. Tree house. Ukubo have forever wood. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Ukubo have wood forever now. Come again. (laughs) Sorry, I'm quite not not really understanding. (laughs) (laughs) Have leaves if hot. Good. Have wood if need home. Mm -hmm. Fruit if hungry. Good. (laughs) Makes sense. Sounds like a nice place. Mm -hmm. Home. For who need home, Ukubo can be. Paumba. Squirrels. All right. I'm going to look up at Tree Father. Ukubo going to be bigger tree than you. <laughs> That's true, Ukubo, and he just pats you on the head. You'll be a great tree. And you see the leaves starting to form on the outside of your arm slowly. Mm-hmm. You may want to go through before that finishes. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'll run through. Okay. Who's I'm going to teleport through before Arthas can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just haul him standing next to you and then he's Yeah, I'm going to look at him. Bitch. And then I'm just going to teleport through. <laughs> I can't wait till he can't do that. <laughs> and I clap my hands together and I look over to Curiel and, like, and say, thanks for finally letting Ukubo go. And I'll misty step through the portal. Okay. I'm just going to walk through the portal like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You step through the portal and for a minute you are all falling through darkness and you see stars around you and you are all floating downwards, watching each other as you fall. And at the bottom you see a circle and a light. And you pass through it and you see yourselves above Satendor. And you fall further and further to the ground above the Falkirk Glen, below Verdural, in an empty space. And the ground approaches rather quickly and your vision fades. Did they kill us? No. <laughs> You're dead. You're all dead. Um, and you awaken, having successfully completed your task to retrieve the soul, which we will hopefully do in one shot. You have completed your task of helping your parents and solving the, solving the mystery. And where you are now, a year after the events of last episode, are in the newly established town of North Wynn, in between the Falkirk Glen and Verderall, and you find yourselves standing in the Mountain Boy Tavern. Mountain Boy's Tavern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that boy is with two eyes. It mm-hmm. is. Two eyes and a Z. Mm -hmm. And you see the logo at the front of the tavern, on one side a sun and the other a moon. And people are 
laughing and enjoying the drinks that you serve. You see the sun shining through the open window, of which there are many. You hear the laughter of children outside playing amongst the town. And in the corner, you hear music. And you look over and you see Kiriel playing her instruments and telling her stories as she does. And at the door, you see a familiar face. And he pushes his way inside and says, Arthas! Juice! Where's your cops? I gotta clean them. You've done it to me. It's only fair. What are you talking about? Where's your best cop? (laughs) I need your best cop. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't have I don't have a best cup. Behind the counter. Okay, thank you. He, he dives <laughs> over the counter. Oh no, don't do it! And I run upstairs. <laughs> Decoy cup, fool! <laughs> no one outsmarts the Scooby gang. <laughs> We've learned. I'm gonna dash upstairs and hide it. <laughs> yeah, you hide your cup uh, in your things, and you just hear like the clacking of footsteps up the stairs, and he just looks over to you. I know it's in here, Arthas. I but don't. I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have this one. Let's go downstairs and have a drink. All right. Come on. Okay. And you head back downstairs. And as you walk, you look out the window, and you see the very, very large tree that has been there since you established your town, complete with fruits and vines that weave their way through the town, the leaves covering the roofs of the buildings, shading the children as they play, a centerpiece for North Wind. And Juice looks at you and says, So what's up with the big fucking fruit tree out there? And, and, you know, what, can we, can we look at that, all of us, as a group? Like, <laughs> Sure. I, you didn't you didn't look at it when you came in? Well, I did, but I just needed to make sure that I'm not seeing shit. Maybe you could get me a drink first. And it's got then, literally all the fruits on it. Yeah, I mean you've you've hit the fucking jackpot. I had to source my stuff from all over the land, and you have you have this monstrosity. Uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's 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 great for you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, what kind of ales do you have? What do you, what do you recommend I drink? I don't do the recommending. Hollem does. The usual. <laughs> All right, yeah. The whole menu is just the usual. Pulls his cup out and sets uh-huh. it on the counter. Yeah, I'll so give him the usual. <laughs> and he takes it. Spicy. Yep. <laughs> yep. He, he takes a sip. Ooh, that certainly is the usual, isn't mm-hmm. it? And he puts his arms around both of you. Come on, Cariel! Starts walking outside. I'm gonna race Arthas to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm gonna teleport as often as I can. <laughs> okay. Just so you, dash, you dash, just, like, teleport. Dash yep. away and teleport yeah, I got that head start. Start walking like a normal person again. <laughs> I love, like dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah Juice like puts his arm out as you walk up to him and, and links arms, arms with you and <laughs> and dances through the town. Um, you see as you walk through the town the figures of Abram running around with his children under the leaves of the tree and flying their kite, uh, flying their kites. Um, You see in the distance a bookshop and your father cleaning the window of it. He 
nods at you. And you're continuing to walk towards this tree, and from behind the tree, a hulking figure runs out. Oog, friend! And mm-hmm. runs towards the two of you and tackles you to the I'm ground. I'm gonna teleport past him. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get to this tree first. <laughs> tackles are. I'll go back to hug. I'll go back to huggers, but I gotta get to this tree. That's fine. He tackles you. Good morning, Oog, friend. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Could you, could you let me get up? Uh huh. As I'm like struggling. Steps back. <clears throat> Thank you. Oog make blue shoes. Haven't seen Ukubo long time. Are are they are those Swede? Uh-huh. He's evolving. <laughs> <laughs> They're very nice. Yeah, yeah. For you. Thank you. One shoe. Oh. How them get other shoe? Different sizes. Won't fit. Are you gonna make another one this size? No. <laughs> two shoes. No. <laughs> Only ever two shoes. Am I at the tree now? <laughs> yeah, you're at the tree. Turn around and look at Arthas and just. And, and I, got, I got a shoe. And Oog just looks over to you. Hollum! Shoe! I guess I'm going to try and catch Footballs the shoe. Footballs it to you, mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of check you want me to make for that shit? Uh, dexterity, I guess. Ha. Huh. No, I ain't having it. Okay. That's a 10. Okay. I follow yeah. that shoe like it's real life. Yeah, you follow and it cracks <laughs> into the tree and, and dances down and then lands at your feet and you pick it up. And Oog runs past you. Hello, Curiel. Hello, Oog. And he continues to run. <laughs> um, yeah, so you get to the this extremely large tree. The beautifully gnarled bark wrapping upwards and around as the large canopy shades numerous buildings and the vines weave through the town and Juice looks at it and fondly and just just reminds me of Ukubo he really loved fruits I I wish he was here with us it's been been a long time (laughs) you see Ukubo's face in the center of the tree hello oh my god (laughs) tree uh-huh. Has he done that before? No. <laughs> oh shit! I was you right. haven't seen him in a year. <laughs> Ukubo. Uh huh. Could you? Were you always able to do that? Uh huh. Tree. Can you yes. make feet? I think we have shoes for you. <laughs> Just poke out my bare, yep. like. I'm gonna give him this wrinkly Ukubo feet. <laughs> yep. You get ah. Ukubo feet that have some, some like leaves and twigs mm. sticking off at, at odd ends. Ah. You hear a cart as Poomba and Mrs. Poomba and baby Poomba round the edge of the tree. Welcome home. <laughs> and Juice just walks up to you and just like ruffles your weird tree hair. Can, can you... You know, I'm gonna try to pull at his feet. Can you, uh, can you come out of there? Uh, <laughs> like a dryad. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, uh, you just, uh, just pulling. <laughs> yeah, you you pull the tree-like figure of Ukubo out, looking mm. a little bit more akin to to Groot than Ukubo, but mm. still distinctly Ukubo. <laughs> Groot uh, just weird, like cracks of bark in his skin. Looks a little different. Tree. Yep, definitely still you. Uh huh. Good. Mm-hmm. You, you enjoying it? 
Uh-huh. Children play. People get fruit. Paumba have house. Drunks definitely piss on you. Uh-huh. Yep, I've seen it once or twice. Uh-huh. Gubo get to just be the drugs now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you also grow drugs? Uh-huh. You've been holding out on us. Potions. The no, good not, ones. No, no, not potions. Oh, okay, only the good ones. Good potions. Could put some in some alcohol and make an ailment. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good idea. Writes <laughs> 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 <Brights> itself. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugo Bo like being tree. I'm glad Good. you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Children get to swing from branches. You can see several children are laughing and swinging from the vines that are hanging from the large, tall branches. And if fall, Ukubo can catch. Keep safe. Like the giant swamp tree from Avatar. Mm-hmm. Oh, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's like a big ass bonsai tree. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Bonsai trees are small. Oh, small. Yeah, but it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Super sized bonsai. <laughs> Super sized. So, do, do you want to come to the tavern? Uh huh. A drink? Uh huh. Just gonna. Reach up and yank one of my pieces of fruit off. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of sting now that outside. (laughs) Really? Uh Uh-oh. Cannibalism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Just gonna bite into the apple and start walking towards the tavern. One last try. Maybe he can do it now that he's whole. Why did I waste the nat 20 before we started playing? Uh, what is it? It is a 5 plus 8. 13. It's as good as it's been, but mm-hmm. still it's not It's as good quite. as it's going to get. Good as it's going to get. <laughs> yeah, your ale just kind of spills I mean, a little bit. I need to know if that's why I couldn't do it before. Mm, <laughs> true. Nah. <laughs> it's an 11. It's worse. It's, 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 it's worse. It is actually a little bit more talented at that than I was. Oh my god. <laughs> You've been doing it for longer, so. It's, it's not easy, okay? To be fair. What is it, Sarah? I rolled. Was this performance? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I rolled an 18 plus 13. As, as she does it, her face morphs into Ukubo's for a moment. Impressive. It's not really fair. You've got those time glasses. You can just keep rolling it back. She's been practicing. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, she does. You just like, oh, oh, tells oh. no one. <laughs> You'd think it would make you better at sailing, but <laughs> you can't win them all, I guess. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> back to the bar. Okay. This just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I-, I thought you did a good job. You look like Ukubo. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's a little freaky. Mm-hmm. A little Sca- bit. Scary. <laughs> Ukubo not like it. I just looked to the ocean. <laughs> now you understand, Ukubo. Scary. <laughs> Every time you did it. Uh-huh. Blue. A- any other words come to mind? Tree? Tree. Ha-ha. <laughs> Funny. Hello. <laughs> okay. 
So you make your way back towards the tavern. Several of your friends that have joined you in this town following you. And you push open the doors and you feel a warmth, a happiness wash over you. And for the first time, all of you feel whole, you feel safe, and you feel home. Thank you for playing. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. Indeed. You fucking Thank pulled you, it off. It was great. Mm-hmm. Pulled it, pulled Thank it all you. together. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Mm-hmm. I love the concept. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Sorry about the note. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still concerned about what what Don gave you. It it says... (laughs) I crumpled it up. It says all is good. All is good. All is good. Like, that's all I got. (laughs) There's nothing more I can give you. It's fine. It's fine. fine. You're fine. Well, depends on how you define good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you made it through my... Chaotic ramblings. You mm-hmm. solved your puzzle. Mm-hmm. You solved my unsolvable mm-hmm. puzzle. Turd talk. How's it feel? It's weird, right? It is a weird feeling, even though we were, you know, pretty much done mm-hmm. after the last episode. It just feels different now. I know, right? Knowing that is... there's not more to be done yeah. is, is a, a strange. Strange sensation and a farewell. Yeah. It is. It is very weird. But no, genuinely, dude, very proud. Like, despite whatever issues came up, you handled them. You continually combated them instead of what other people probably would have done, which is bail on the campaign or think that it was not salvageable. You fucking pushed through it, and that's courageous. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No campaign's ever fucking perfect, dude. No. We're human beings. It's the point. There's no drafts. Mm-mm. Yep. No editing. Yes. No editing. This is all a rough draft. Except, uh, what was it, uh, Tinkerbell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I still don't remember the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, I knew made that shit up, John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't recall having ever said those words. I don't recall those statements. <laughs> Sounds like something I said. Phoebe Bell and Megan, this is trialed. Absolutely Tinkerbell, 100%. I was like, I gotta find this fucking kid. <laughs> There's like a fucking fairy in this town and no one said shit. Yeah, maybe she grants wishes or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe she knows where the Vault of Souls is. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Well, chat, or you guys have any... Uh, comments or The fuck is Tinkerbell, man? <laughs> I don't have an answer for no, that No, I'm one. kidding. If you, anybody has any questions in chat or uh, or comments, I know it's been a while, so it's going to be hard to, you know, recall things. But mm-hmm. I'll do my best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> given the chaotic yeah ramblings. circumstances of the last three fucking months that have absolutely severed, you know, the, the my, established my good connection that we yeah. have. I mean, even yeah. just for all of us, like that's what I feel really the most sad for you for, about is like. You know, I wish we were able to get this done right before. Yeah. Like, I I had... I know at the time, like, I I had figured out what I wanted to do, and by the time we got to it, it was like, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever it was, Mm -hmm. I've lost it. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, in terms of questions for me, like, what what was your starting point for <laughs> the theme of the campaign? So, because you said it was like the architect stuff, right, with the terraforming. So yeah, so the architect stuff I added like way later to fill holes that. I didn't think about in the beginning, and I was sure. just like, "Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. How am I gonna? Mm-hmm. How am I gonna like end? The, like, where is this gonna go story-wise?" And trying to tie everything together. So originally, the world was created by Ganassi elemental terraformers. Mm-hmm. That concept was kind of shoved into this larger, like, godly creation. Mm-hmm. But originally, Arthas was going to be a Ganassi. So your, like, red arm was not going to be from Paylor. It was going to be because you were a Ganassi and you were being masked as a human. Oh, shit. So that was the original. Yeah. That was the original bamboozle as I was going to. You were yeah, going you're to. Lock so it. you were always going to get me. Yeah. I was, oh, yeah. yeah 100%. Your, your locket, he you told can't me, escape. was what was masking you. Yeah, your locket oh, was masking. Yeah. And conta- that's why the gem is orange. It's containing your well, elemental Depending heritage. on when you made that choice, I don't know when you, when you switched it because... There was a point where, like, I was gonna destroy this thing. Yeah. So, it it would you would have morphed back and been horrified. <laughs> you would have smashed it and turned oh, into a fiery <laughs> orange person. My racials, though, yay! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I made the concept for that I'm was sure. that was what I wanted to do. I wonder if I still have my like original. Really uh, like Notes from oh, my, my phone because a lot of this was written like. No, I love that. On my work trip, I was just in. Whenever we were done, I sat with a laptop, just huddled over. Or I would like in the bathroom type something quickly on my phone to like make some of the characters. Let me see if I can um, find the like original starting point. Um, so the original concept was, especially for you, was that you know the the Ganassi were doing still experiments on Dragonborns. Um, also. Ping and Pong are not goblins. This isn't something that you guys could have figured out. Again, it was something that like I wanted to implement, and then we just got past it, and I never got to. They were failed experiments on Dragonborn. Oh. So they're just like tiny little goblin things that they were trying to make Dragonborn from dragons and fucked up and got little squishy people. Oh. So they were just like, well, we don't know what to do with these, so let's just throw them in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's that's still that's still like tracks with like the yeah, that still tracks makes. with yeah with with that. Um, and several of the Dragonborn like escaped and traveled over the mountain, mm-hmm. um, and you would have been one of them that you know survived. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like your family. Um, and originally my concept for Elrin was like he went there because he didn't want to do magic anymore like he he had fucked up some spell to Aaron Rock you mean yeah killed somebody done something I hadn't thought that far ahead with that and he wanted to basically just like isolate himself and become a complete recluse Mm -hmm. Um, and weird things like having uh, Iluin Ilo which means deep blue in Elvish Mm -hmm. deep blue lake uh, is literally like roller coaster tycoon where you just take the land straight down. Mm. They're just like they're testing their terraforming stuff, so they just okay. drop it straight down. So that's why that was seawater. Yeah, connected at the bottom. Yeah, that's why there was very like weird things in mm. the world as far as uh, as that concept. Um, let me look through here. 
Uh, so originally, I was going to have the humans poisoning the trees in the Nalan Woods, which forced the elves to abandon their city uh, and eventually use their magical prowess. So then they go north, and then they use their magical prowess to take over and get revenge on the humans that destroyed their home, and then that ended up being twisted. Mutated we, into Virian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which he was always going to be one of the original terraformers. Yeah, and, and a villain. Mm. Yeah, he had fled after a disagreement, wanting to kill people and use their souls and fight with you. So that all still tracks and was just morphed into, you know, the the um, splitting of souls and things. But uh, the reason your eyes glowed was again because of the. Um, it was originally going to be because of your heritage and this like elemental damage, and then I just kind of morphed that to fit the new Virian narrative and okay. using like the celestial god stuff, which I wrote like really late in the game a lot of this a lot of this god stuff like mm. Oh my goodness. So yeah. if I had like done that, it would have been like nope wrong. It would have been different, now. but it was like some of the stuff didn't make sense and I needed a way to make sure and especially to tie in Holland, yeah. which that happened because John said like what if he's his brother and I was like yeah, that's a great idea. Fuck. What if? Hilarious. That's a really good idea. You don't say. And it, it made your character feel more tied to the narrative mm -hmm. instead of just like a pawn to mm, Virian. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the, the stuff with Virian pretty much remained the same. Just Yeah, just got adapted a little bit. Yeah, just bit. got adapted yeah. a little bit. But, you know, he but gained... That's yeah, he, yeah, he infiltrated and gained rank in the elven town and then did failed experiments in the woods, tainted the forest, and then during the war kills the other general. So, okay, my question is if the humans were poisoning the forest, why? I hadn't thought that out. Okay. In my original because, notes, like, there to wasn't me, a, there wasn't they were thing. the ones profiting off of the strands because they sold the clothing. Yeah. So, like, that was why I wanted to go to Will, Willowsdale or Willsdale. I forget which one was the one that sold. Willsden. But that's why I wanted to go there because, like, my thought process yeah, was exactly. like. Exactly. Because we, we, yeah, when we talked about yeah. the world history, that's well, why yeah. I was so yeah. angry with the elves. It was like they, they slaughtered Slaught people for yeah. no reason. Exactly. That that's was why the, I was, like, literally right. gonna, about to yeah. attack a town. Yeah, I know. that was the original. And then I. As I started to write the next part with Virian, I immediately went back and was like, all right, this doesn't make sense, sense anymore. Now. So yeah. I took that out. It literally says, like, nope in my phone. But, like, that was my <laughs> thought process originally. <laughs> I, I wanted to save it still, but I just, yeah, like, I'm not using it. this. Mm -hmm. um, but as I was, like, going through, that was the original concept, and I was okay. going to go back to that. That made it not very far into, you know, into the development of the okay. of the world. Um same with, you know, those who didn't agree, they went to Navalon, the rest went north to the two cities, so that stayed the same. Um, what was Norbury before you changed it? Was it legitimately how Kelsey had done in her backstory with being, like, a trafficking town? Yeah, so it was it was entertainers for the rich folk in Norbury. Um, yeah, you know it was it was it was always I always had the concept in my head of like a Ren Fair type town, like mm -hmm. where there's just a lot of stuff. There's yeah, stands shops with food and, and stands, things. Sure, with having the like you know still the trafficking thing, um, but that was going to be a bigger part of it. And then I decided like, okay, so if I'm doing a Ren Fair thing, like having these two districts and having a lot of this be like not real, like let's make this actually a rent fair. Like, that's yeah. an interesting concept. Sure, yeah. And then we just... It was so, like, overblown and complicated that a lot of the original stuff just kind of got lost. Yeah, okay. With following the, like, main narrative line, mm -hmm. and that just kind of, like, I really lost. like that town, though. That was a lot of fun. Norbury? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was just, it was stressful for me because, like, I need to know how I can solve things. And I tried so many fucking things in that town. Like, yeah. going to the jail multiple times, trying to talk to Flint Whistle fucking Goldsmith, trying to, in, like, infiltrate his fucking house, talk to, like, his his people, because, like, I knew he was supposed to be a bastard. Like, I knew he was a bad person. Like, yeah. that was literally what Brina's backstory was about, was he was the guy who ran... Well, I mean, I feel like you could have a justification for it. You could have, like... It's weird how you'd have to twist it, because I think the way Don twisted it was good. Mm -hmm. where it, it's like, it seems wrong on the surface, but it's actually a good thing. Right? Isn't that how you twist it? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's you know, yeah, it so seems from, like... From Brina's being... perspective, it's like, he this is bad, this town is bad, but well, it wasn't Well, that aspect really. of it was still bad. Like, yeah. The, the oh, people okay. were still being like, trafficked. Like, Dick Tips was the one who was rescuing them. Yeah, but like, that was still happening. Yeah, because, like, that was the whole aspect of Melody's character, was... She was literally a girl who was supposed to be sold at the fair. Right. And betrayed that and, like, damaged everything and, you know, complicated matters and then fled, lived in the woods, isolated alone, like, as a recluse, and would continually each year plague and try to stop it. That was why when you integrated dick tips, it was like... It was difficult to know whether or not that was something that Melody would have known. Yeah. Because, like, timeline-wise, you know, well, obviously... Well, that was something that I added after the later. fact when, yeah. when it was like, okay, we've missed out on Kelsey's narrative. Like, I fucked this up. I need a character to tie yeah, other stuff back, back in. in. So I was like, well, I want a fucking riverboat, so now there's a river. <laughs> sure. And I was like, this can be, you know, very inflexing as power. Like, that makes sense. Because I, I saw it somewhere, and I was like, I want a fucking riverboat, so now there's a river. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah, so it was like, wait, this wasn't here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was literally thought of that, like, you know, the week prior to the episode. I was like, yep, this is good. Let's mm -hmm. throw this in here. You know, uh, and then I, you know, I made dick tips because yeah. I needed a character to tie into stuff. And mm -hmm. I made it where he had, you know, set up that to rescue people. Mm -hmm. um, because I just needed a, some tie-in for Kelsey yeah. and for Brina just to make that feel rewarding mm -hmm. and not, like, lost completely. I think other um, questions. Yeah, so originally Elran was also a Ganassi and he had he disagreed same with you about killing people and using their energy to like power the gems and do stuff. So he just like left and escaped to live amongst these people um and uh and just like lived alone and maybe watched over the land from Aaron Rock maybe he didn't I hadn't decided yet at mm -hmm. the time um, the Redbrook Forest the water that comes down from that mountain the red water is just like magical runoff from behind the mountain that's why you know it like cleaned all of your yeah stuff and healed and, us and, and whatnot. yeah um, so that stayed the same um, one of the things that you guys I'll go back and read the things that I posted that you guys missed after we go through this. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. Uh, most of this is just like basic character stuff, which a lot of it stayed the same. Mm -hmm. um, Ramsorn was supposed to be like a little bit uh, bigger. I also had... I toyed around with doing something where... Um, since you were originally a Ganassi, like, terraformer person, 
God in your mind wasn't going to be like somebody filled your memories. Like your memories were literally just scrambled. And I was going to use God and make that an abbreviation for some like department that you moved, <laughs> like something like that, where it was, you know, because I didn't have the concept originally of like. Geography originator deities. Like that all came later when I needed to tie everything together and mm -hmm. I was like, uh oh, this isn't fucking good. This doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we had our conversation about things with Arthas and trying to like tie him more to stuff. And I was like, okay, let me weave these threads over here and, and mm -hmm. rewrite stuff to the point where it like makes yeah, sense. Yeah, pulling Elrin into it. Yeah, and making it make more sense and then tying that to Brainas. So I was like, mm -hmm. all right, this is, you know, this works. This ties Hollum mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the rest of this, I think, is just character notes for like the original uh, town, which pretty much remained the same. Nothing really changed there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for, for like my original stuff. I didn't have a lot when we started. I really yeah. didn't. Oh. So, uh, mm, go ahead. Uh, so what what's up with Penketh? Like with the culinary capital, you know? Yeah, there's like not a lot written for that. I would have written it if you chose to go there, mm -hmm. but like it was just the culinary capital, but there's not a, there's I didn't have really a lot written for the towns that you guys didn't go to. Okay. I had conceptually like what it was, but yeah. okay. you know, I didn't have like and that's why a lot of the NPCs are, are kind of, like, lifeless and not important, because I didn't have them. Like, it was just like, oh, how long have you lived here? Like, oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Which is bad. My memories. <laughs> yeah, I just I just didn't have stuff, so... And then, you know, I fucked up a, a date that you had asked for something, and I was like, well, we're gonna time travel John's now. John's a tree. John's yeah, a tree oh for five God. years, because mm -hmm. I just... That would have been to... so much easier for you to just say, no, I misspoke. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Literally, it's like, hey, I'm really sorry. I said 15, I meant 10. Yeah, yeah. so fine. I just had to correct it. So mm -hmm. I just made him a tree. And, tree! Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, panic! Panic! <laughs> uh, yeah, so let me let me go to my... <laughs> so what was I originally then? When I, in my backstory, was hit by lightning, that was it? Like, I just, I woke up and had the powers? Because, like, that was what I was assuming. Um, I wasn't sure if you had any other no, intentions for it. There was something with the. I think the it was forest. it was originally mostly because you were, uh, you were tainted. I still think I had the totem as like Elrond's memories or something because I think my original notes like before we started I changed it to make him a more crucial character. But this was like he was so overcome with grief that he wiped his memories. He wasn't tied to Melody at that point. Yeah. Like none of that was a thing. So you essentially had his his memories. Like that was all meant to be a thing. Okay. The lightning strike is a was like a combination of just the the like magical energies in the forest that like tainted you. That's why you had the issues with your speech mm -hmm. um, because you were literally born on like tainted. Yeah. Earth. So it was just the forest was being poisoned and poisoned, and Iberian. I was born and at that time. You were time. born in okay. this tainted forest, and then you have the totem of the like watcher of the land, mm -hmm. essentially. So, okay. And then I shifted stuff around, and mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Let's see. Was Wolfpine that way originally, with being like the dwarf slash orc fuck town? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was you know uh, <laughs> the like half orcs that were in uh, 
in the fractured peak as a result of being like kidnapped mm-hmm. were just like leaving and fleeing and made that town. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so where did the orcs originally live? In the fractured peak. Okay. Yeah. So and they then, were there. Yep. And then Virian and his group kidnapped some. Well, the reason that Wolf Pine is created is because the the orcs are like raiding the towns below and capturing humans, mm-hmm. and then you end up with half orcs as a result of that. Sure. And then they're like, I gotta like fucking leave. Okay. So they don't want to live in the mountains, and they just flee down the mountains. Sure. Which is the easiest place to go. They're not going to be accepted in like Navalon. Sure. Yeah, mountains. and they don't want to go into the cursed woods. Right. Fair. They're not going to okay. go north because they can only get there if they walk like out and up. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to go there. So they just go to the one spot that they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Black Rock Cave. Uh, In terms of, like, that magical, unbreakable stone. I think that was another thing where they were just, like, um, which is also why there's not, like, an underdark, because there is nothing under yeah. the land. It's mm-hmm. just the land. Um, that was, I think, something that were, that was essentially what was under the rest of the earth, and they had just lifted it up and accidentally had left, like, a crack in there to mm-hmm. have that cave be the way that it was. Okay. Yeah. And that was why they were so desperately trying to mine it, because they thought it was valuable, because this is the only place in the world we know that right, this, this exists. Yeah, this is nowhere else. Okay. We've never seen it. It's, like, impossible to break. You know, it's a centralized location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did the Syndicate of Scales want to do with it? I hadn't thought it out, because we changed a lot of that, too, and, and weaved in the, the like, drug stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that kind of got, like, lost, too. There wasn't really a thought process for that. My thought was weapons and armor. Yeah. They were like, going to use it to balance the scales, right? Yeah, exactly. That they felt like they were, you know, a, a lower quality grouping as an army, and they needed to improve and they couldn't do it by numbers. Right. So if they can't do quantity, they could do quality. Yeah, that's probably the conclusion I would have come to. Because yeah, uh, like genu- the drugs like a steroid too. Yes. Like, like you know. genuinely my thought process was like the gray dwarves wanting the elven marble because it had magic resistance. Right. That's what I thought the black rock was going to give. Yeah. Was like spell immunity or protection from certain spells sure that they needed to be able to like actually combat whoever they were who were they fighting they were just trying to balance it was not really like one person in particular so they were just, just like upset with the overall like world order yeah they were essentially like the cards that we were dealt as people fucking sucks mm-hmm. we don't like it so we're going to like it started off as something that was supposed to be good and then got morphed into through the through the NPCs, yeah. not through like my changes. No, no, no. Like, so that it just was like into. I, I remember power. it being like pseudo Robin Hood esque of take from the rich to give to the poor yeah, to and then eat, it just like, became, equal yeah, out. But, yeah, and his brother took over. Yeah, his brother got bad. greedy and yeah. ambitious and yeah. was like, "I'm gonna fucking mutate that." Yeah. But like, that was my thought. Was like, where is his end goal? Like, I don't think he had one take over the world? Yeah, like, is is it actually world domination? Did he just want to establish, like, a town for these people? Like, but then you're just contributing to, like, that world order that you say you dislike. At that point, he was so far gone with, like, drunk on power, like, Mm -hmm. I just want to make this fucking scum town and and make a lot of money. That's what it was. I mean, it was was a Yeah, it was was a a town like thieves and shitty people. Yeah. So, you know, at, at that point, 
his original motivations were just lost and he was drunk on power mm-hmm. and just wanted to continue making money. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't remember if I ever explained what the Whisper's drug was. Uh, Not so, oh, the lavender? Yeah. So what that was, was taking the uh, white lavender from Murfeld mm-hmm. and soaking it in the magical runoff The red waters. waters. <laughs> so what you were seeing, all of those weird wispy shadows, were actually other worlds stacked onto, like, your timeline, essentially. Oh, God. So you're seeing... That's why Lore was seeing ghosts. It's literally the figures of other people, which is Ooh. why they were, like, walking in the ceiling. So he was actually seeing... He was, was actually seeing other people, people on other planes. Correct, okay. yeah, from these other worlds that they had Ooh. made. Yeah, that's what that... That's, that's what the wild. concept for Ooh. that was, originally, was literally seeing and hearing... The which distant, is, and, other which worlds. makes sense because he was given like he was overdosed on it, mm-hmm. so like which is why it was permanent, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Yep. Just having whispers, flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. I gotta scroll back in my secrets channel. So then I gotta ask about the gem. Mm-hmm. What was that all about? So that was a result of like Virian's corruption affecting his mind. Okay. Just to have control over him. Yeah, similar effects to the Whisper's drug. Right. But because Virian has the ability to terraform and can, you know, obviously knows about the other worlds, being able to communicate across that long distance is just affecting your mind in that way. See, I always thought because the contents inside were described as like a flowy, smoky liquid, that it was the red water. Yeah, it probably was like a small amount of that yeah. among with with other like gem runoff from things that like, like yeah, to it wouldn't me, have been the red water. It was like water. literally absorbing through your skin cuz like you wore it under your cloak, right? Mm-hmm. So like that was I thought it was like in him. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like proximity. In him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cuz even bad. when you had it when he got closer to you, he started to see it again because mm-hmm. it was bound to him. Him personally. Okay. Yeah. So that's why nobody else would see those weird whisper things, but mm-hmm. they could speak with Virian, but you it was bound to you, so you're mm-hmm. getting, you know, mind Yeah, the fucked. worst effects. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. Uh So the crystal ball puzzle in Elrond's tower, mm-hmm. <laughs> the way that was supposed to be solved originally, um, by shining the light on the balls, you lit up, you lit them up with various colors, and then you shined light on them, moved the sundial around, and then opened the door. But it was never in the right sequence. Luna, uh, Brina cast the light spell that the balls were all lit up while opening it, so you opened one of the portals, but you removed all of the other colored balls except for the one which was, to be fair, the most important of the rooms, Mm -hmm. but each of those balls corresponded to a different room of Elrans with Ah, the dial pointed at them. So you would cast light, fix the dial to the one you wanted it to be, and it would portal to that Mm -hmm. room. Um, So the rooms that were... uh, Yeah. um, An indoor garden with big stone lions with vines taking over the room and beautiful flowers of all different colors... Uh, a library with rolling ladders that were animated and would tell you the location of any book if you asked nicely. Ooh. Uh, a bar-type workroom that had magical tankards to make any alcohol poured into it anti-hangover and a music box that played any song asked of it. Uh, which taken over the town with that. Which, had mm-hmm. you given that to Juice, he would have allowed the half-orc and Terrence B to go with you to Murfeld mm-hmm. to help. Um, 
a room with a single glyph inscribed on the floor in the center of the room that, that would have taken anyone that stands on it to the base of the tower outside. A crystalline arcane processing room where Elrond worked on crystals and his wands. An empty prison room that appears to have previously held a large beast of some kind. A cave room behind a large waterfall. It would have been the waterfall in the mountains. You would have been in a cave behind that on, like, the... Uh, yeah, way north. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that would have been interesting. Mm -hmm. I yeah. Oh. Um, so that's that's what that would have been. Um, what fucking beast? Yeah, what beast? I what the fuck was that? I hadn't figured it out. It's the Eddie. Yeah. A lot of the stuff is for this <laughs> stuff. I was looking through like different generators and things to find like interesting rooms mm -hmm. uh, to try to you know show the like mystery of like who the fuck is this Elrand guy? Mm -hmm. Like what is he actually? Um, so I, I it probably would have been like a like a big like griffin of some kind or some something that in another mm -hmm. world another life he had like fucked around with mm -hmm. in his like outs you know his separate planar space. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, one of the other things is you guys missed out on 400 gold because uh, when you were fighting Isengren, he dropped a bag that he had been packing when you attacked him. Uh, and I said that he was holding it and then you threw him back into the wall uh, but then left the bag. So that was just mm -hmm. money, but that doesn't really matter. Stayed in character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't bring it. So with Isengren's <laughs> wife, uh, scraps of her clothing was found with blood and tracks in the woods, and that was the story that the Boulder Hill family told. Yeah, that she got eaten by wolves. Yeah, and you realized that this was suspicious, um, but I didn't do a great job of, like, giving you the opportunity to do follow-up on that. Yeah, like investigations. Um, yeah, her body was buried under the wooden veranda thing in the center of town, which is why that was, like, newer. Okay. Oh. Um... Why the fuck did they kill her? Uh, because uh, it's in the Boulder Hill and, and Humblefall. Basically, once he had a son, doesn't need her anymore. Because the way that power is passed, or he his first child was his daughter. Yeah, Koi. Yeah, and then his second is... Or his, no, Koi was a Humblefall, right? Yeah. Because um, Dekar was the Boulder Hill kid. Yeah. Because Koi was the humble fault daughter. Correct. But he wanted a son, and the original child was a daughter. I don't remember what her name was. I thought he had a bunch of boys, because we the, we ran into the three sons yeah, they at were the one. I think they were... They were younger. Though. They were all they were younger. Yeah, so, okay, so they had a daughter first, then had a son, and then three more sons, and then he just murdered No, her. I think I think those were grandchildren, not sons. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, they were yeah. Koi and Dakar's yes. kids. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Okay, so yeah, yeah he has Dakar. Yep. And then and just doesn't need her anymore. So because he was just a power hungry monster that only married her originally. Yeah, to, to have a to son to try to yeah was take it, from the humble folks. Yeah, he Cora? just was the worst. Well, Cora I mean, Boulder generations of grueling farm work will do that to you. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, he <laughs> was he he they were stuck for generations, and he was done with it. Mm -hmm. Um. How did he get access? So who the fuck started the shit with, like, the whispers and things like that? Because for what he did to Lore, did he just, like, stumble into that deal? Like I think so. Like, I how did that connection for him start? Uh, let me see if I have Because, like, that, that was the other curiosity I had was, like, 
he was using a thing that the criminal organization was using, but it required their lavender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like, if that shit, was it just Whispers? Because Whispers was obviously a drink. I think originally the way that that worked was they needed the farmland of the people in Murfeld because originally they were making things to make like costumes. That Close, part was yeah. accurate, but it yeah. wasn't necessarily this lavender stuff. They get approached by the syndicate like, hey, you have the largest farmland. Like, we will make a deal with you. You need to grow this and give this to us. And Isengrim, being the leader of the family that runs the farming aspect of it, said, okay, I need this. Like, this person needs to go. Mm-hmm. They said, well, great. Here's this shit that we're going to combine with, you know, with these uh, with these flowers mm-hmm. that you're making, and it's going to make him go insane. Okay. So they give him that in exchange for growing those. He puppets yeah. Lord's son. Yeah, Lon. And then... That's where that was going. I had a question, and it's just gone. <laughs> that quickly. Goodbye. Goodbye. Not real. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, How old is this world? I don't know if we... 24 years, 3 months, and 14 yeah, days. Yeah, it was the timer on the cube. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, like, some of the older people, were they the ones that were transported? They from? were. They had memories put in them yep. to okay. make it feel like they had been here Or longer. people like Alicax that didn't have any were mm-hmm. just, we need filler. Go. Mm-hmm. Paylor's like, mm, fuck. Yeah, so it's like, I can't have a realistic-looking town if I've only got 13 real people. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. yeah, he was stealing the people that he could get from, like, the vault of people that they were using in the different worlds. So I'd say the Vault of Souls. Yeah, the Vault, the vault of Souls. <laughs> what might I say? The Vault of Souls. No, he was taking souls, shoving uh, them into the some, some skin suits and, and throwing them down. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, Shadow has the question of why did he hide her body in the center of town instead of just like... In the woods. In there. the woods. I think Power just, trip? Like yeah, an ego thing? Yeah, it was, a, it was thing an ego like, thing of like just knowing that she would constantly be there under everyone's feet and mm-hmm. it would never be found. Because their construction was, like, immaculate mm-hmm. for all of that stuff in that town. So, you know... Did we let him live? We did, didn't we? Eisengrin? Yeah. Yeah, he was in prison. Yeah, we we imprisoned him, and he was in Terrans Bay, and they said mm-hmm. that, you know, he was just there because Lom apologized after old lady Zen fucking beat the shit out of him. Yep. Um... One of the other things, which you guys obviously knew as you revealed more about the orcs, uh, the orcs were obviously escaping, not being, you know, they weren't raiding the ship when you guys fought them. They were obviously escaping. Yeah, trying to get away. Which you guys knew that, you were told that, but Mm -hmm. at the time it was a secret, so I had it written down. Mm -hmm. Um, During the fight with the scary memory-eating orc slime monster... Uh, the longer that fight went on, you would have start, it would have started transforming into people from your past that you did not recognize. So oh, first that. it was your father. Oh my god. Then it would have transformed into other people that you didn't recognize. The key in that like your memory has in, like 100% been altered because they would have been like, Arthas, help us. You're like, I don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. this is. Um, and after the fight, you would have had like flashes of memories similar to your vision that happened leading up to that point, um, okay. but it didn't because you didn't get affected enough by that fight. You guys killed it before mm. that could progress further. 
Um, so I'll read through originally um, when I when I had some plot lines that seemed like they made sense. I wrote this all down and I'll read it now. And you, I've already told this to you when we were talking about yeah. it the one time. Uh, so, um, it started, I started laying it out with Oog having been abandoned at the base of the mountains and found by the syndicate. Uh, but I wasn't able to get to the rest of it once I rewrote Norbury at the last second. Um, so Nargol, the purple half-orc in charge of the tribes of the Fractured Peak, was the daughter of Burul, the original chieftain during the war with Verderal. She was half-elf and half-orc, maintaining the physical strength of her father's side and some of the elvish looks and intelligence of her mother. She was passed down the Hexblade pact that her mother had, but it was never explained as to what the power was, just told that she was special. Um, her mother raised her in the Fractured Peak and attempted to escape after several years with Nargol after the war with Verderal. As she decided the mountains were too dangerous and expected more dwarves to go to war, she was caught and killed by Barul because he was betrayed by her trying to escape. Um, so she plotted to overthrow her father and avenge her mother's death, as well as destroy the dwarves that had driven them further into the mountains and started the war that resulted in her mother's death originally. So she took her baby half-brother Oog down the mountain in the cover of night and left him to fend for himself so that way he would never not eventually take his father's place along his death being the male heir. Yeah, as chieftain. Um, so then Oog is found by the Syndicate of the Scale shortly after, taken to the Black Rock Caverns where he remained until you found him and took him back to Terransby. Um, Nargol kills Burul as well as three other chieftains as they saw her kill Burul as an utter betrayal and wished to kill her so they could take control of the fractured peak for themselves um, and the rest back down after seeing her kill the other three because this is, you know, yeah, she's, she's too she's strong, fuck this, like, you got it. Um, so Ugash originally served as second in command under Burul and did not challenge Nargol in the fight. As such, he was allowed to maintain his status in the tribes. Um, he originally stood by her and her decisions. Only after the kidnappings of his people and Nargol's lack of doing anything did he begin to question her leadership and set out on his own to rescue his people from the ship. Um, so Nargol, after slaying her father, declared herself a new name, which was Sembiam, which never came up. Uh, it was derived from the elvish words for goddess and magical artifact because she believed herself to be a conduit for the gods, which is why she stole the large pillar from Black Rock Caverns to try to, like, channel yeah, her godly energies and, and speak with, with the them. gods. Um, so they found the Syndicate of the Scale and attacked them while you were in Murfell dealing with Lam and Isengrin, which is why when you returned, shit was all, like, burned. Yeah, and gone. Um, had Oog been there, they would have taken him, so you did save his life by getting him out of there. Um, uh, yeah, then you, you fought them. Um, the, you know, the, the couple that were there, and you cleared everything out and left. Um... Yeah, a lot of this is stuff we already talked about with uh, with the original Norbury and like Dick Tips things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much pretty uh, much the size of it. Shadow's got a question for you and then for us. So, okay. uh, when the party was presented to you, what were your thoughts for a story idea? Once you had everybody's backstories. In the sure. Beginning? So I when I was Paul's, I think was the last one that I got after I gave everybody the map. And I was hoping that he would pick the tall mountains, and he did. Mm -hmm. He did. Of course. Fell he right, fell right yes. into my trap. Mm -hmm. A Paul trap. Mm -hmm. um, so to speak. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you told me that too. You are like, oh, when did you pick those? Mm -hmm. I, was, I was hoping that he would, and he did. Uh, but um, 
you know, I, I tried to work their stories into my concept for a world rather than build the world around their stories because I had already made the map mm -hmm. at that point. Um, so that was just something that I came up with on my own and then I tried to work in their stories into things that I had designed to try to make it feel like they were a cohesive part of it mm -hmm. the best I could. Uh, and then the second one is to each of us. Uh, how do we feel about our tie-ins to the story? I mean, off the bat, there's no way for me to have known this beforehand and no way for Nick to have predicted this, but basically my backstory was not compatible with this world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, with the short timeline of events and the the fact that the world is completely... Isolated. My yeah, wanting to be a traveler. Wanting to be a traveler and explorer, uh, and like learn, you know, stories of people and everything. Uh, didn't. Yeah, because you gave me that part of it like a week before we started. Yeah. After everything else, and I was like. At that point, it's it's like yeah, there's it's... nothing you can do to change the entire. Yeah, and it's also of the world. you can't tell her like. Oh, there's nothing else. Because, <laughs> like, that's, ca her, like, that's campaign ruining yeah. for yeah. her. Yeah. But, like, that, that was just misfortune, I think. Yeah, on, genuinely. I think, like, part. you know, in the instances where we have struck lightning in a bottle, mm -hmm. like, and been very fortunate to have things line up, this was an instance where, unfortunately, it didn't. Mm -hmm. But that should happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, when I gave you Ukubos, like, I told you, do what you want with what I have created. Yep. I have conceptually the idea of this feral man-child Furbolg who is, you know, this peacefully-minded, nature-loving man who uh, ha has never been accepted in society and, yep. you know, has no control whatsoever over this uh, magical effect that has isolated him and forced him to be abandoned. But, like, I remember when I talked to you about it, it was like, you don't need to tie me in. I'll establish connections for myself. If you have ways that you want to weave me in, go right ahead. Like, I'm not opposed, but I didn't want you to feel obligated. Yeah. Because, like, uh, I don't know. I, I wanted to go through the experience of figuring out the character as you played as I played ahead of time yeah yeah because like that was one of the fundamental things that I think like in fall was very apparent was Grimdar was like Grimdar was nothing at the beginning of yeah the Grimdar was just like, like a, a very completely suck, different dude for the first like four to five episodes and yeah. shit started going wrong and got weird and it was like Grimdar's a moron. Grimdar is like <laughs> no common sense, but like incredibly loyal and loving and honest and sincere. And that's just, that's how I'm going to play him now because yeah. that's what feels right to the character. Yeah. And I just said such dumb shit that the NPCs were like, you fucking absolute yep. dumbass. And yep. I was like, well, I'm going to keep saying stuff like that, so <laughs> might as well play into it because mm -hmm. they're going to yell at me. But I think that that's a thing, that I think that there's like. <laughs> There is a nature that is organically developed for a character. Yeah. Because even in the first episode for Ukubo, he was more articulate yep. than he actually was. Like, I didn't settle into that until midway through episode, like, two into episode three, where I was like, no, like, 
in retrospect, seeing how isolated he was, like, I don't even think he would have the communication skills that I thought he might have in the beginning. Yeah. Because all of his backstory, when he would go into a place in his disguised form, that fucking Bruce Wayne-looking man, <laughs> like, he didn't communicate with people because he couldn't. Yep. So it was like, no, his language should be almost completely unformed. Yep. I need to work that in better into the character and into like his mentality and then it's you know the the full social breakdowns and everything but uh, I mean you tied me in really nicely like I'm I'm happy that the events that I gave you stayed true and sincere and you just gave them purpose yeah and like that was why I tried because like for Ukubo's descriptions it was my life as a child, accidentally hurting a kid, being exiled by my own parents who walked me down the mountain just like Oog, which is why I cared so much for him yeah. as a person, because it was like literally the same thing was done to me. And that's why like I were like kindred spirits. Yep. Um but like I described the lightning at the bottom, I described the weird rock formation, finding the totem, and like those were the identity forming things and then I just skipped essentially the next 15 years as I wandered until I found a new safe woods and that was the Falkirk Glen outside of Terrence Bay yep. and I didn't interact with people I disguised self to steal whatever I needed in the beginning to survive for like clothing and food and then I just hid away in the Falkirk Glen's Glen and like took care of animals yeah but I mean, in terms of what I wanted in the campaign, like, you structured it in nicely. No, no, you were here before me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for my tie-in, obviously, my backstory was different than what Don had created, but it was close enough where it was like... So for my tie-in, it was like a bunch of half-truths, which during the entire campaign made it very complicated and confusing when mm-hmm. I would obviously yeah. channel and attempt to speak to Pelor. Uh, once you threw in <laughs> fake Pelor, though, that was great. Mm-hmm. That, that helped a yeah, lot. No, he's it, it, also made more, it also made it more confusing, but <laughs> it was at least... It, yeah. At least it wasn't like, you know... It, there was At least there was something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was definitely interesting. I really liked my tie-in a lot because it was essentially like what I had given you was I was from a place where it, it was all humans and dragons and god, gods would occasionally visit and things like that and they would choose people to do certain tasks mm-hmm. and I was chosen to tip the scales towards good being that this is a new world. I had no idea what you had planned. I was right. like, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of evil shit going on. Yep. Why mm-hmm. not? Um, and then you had obviously kind of taken half that and said, yeah, half of it's true in a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. And which, which I thought was really cool. I mm-hmm. like the, the idea and the way that everything tied together. But playing through, especially like the beginning and things like that, it was like yeah, it was I was I was on track A, but the the campaign was on track B. Or, yeah, you know, if you if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Which, but but it was interesting. Yeah, I, I, I did like it a lot, and I I really liked the way that you tied everything together. Thank you. Yeah, for me coming in like in 20, the 20, yeah, 20 in like not even in the middle, like yeah. two thirds of the way in, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of had the same philosophy that it sounds like John had of like. Here's the thought of what I have, mm-hmm. and you and I talked about it because yep. the world was a little more established, and I was yep. jumping into an established party in the middle of a story. Yeah. Um, but just saying, like, 
here's the stuff that I have, do what you need to do with it to, you know what I mean, to tie yeah. me into the world, mm -hmm. how you need me to be tied in mm -hmm. so that it makes sense for me to be here instead yeah. of me trying to come up with just 100% of everything sure. yeah. and then you trying to, to fit shove it in places. something, a puzzle piece that doesn't fit into an existing yeah. puzzle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so um, a, a very similar experience in that. So, I mean, I really liked my mm -hmm. tie-in. I, I felt like even from um, from that first episode that I was in, that you did a good good job of planting things that gave me a character reason to be present mm -hmm. with yeah. the group. Um, and there were, and you and I have talked about this, but there mm -hmm. were only a couple of times, and it was revisiting stuff that had happened to everybody else that I wasn't present for. Yeah. Yes, where I was like, I don't have anything in this episode, right? And that wasn't really an issue with my tie-in as much as like. You yeah, know. we're going through stuff. Yeah, it's like experience. It's already. like you know, this is all you know. Yeah, jokes pre, and pre comments and references yeah. to things yep. that occurred that I literally wasn't here for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The same way as like you jump into a new friend group mm -hmm. and right, you don't know all yeah, of their their up. like group jokes and you don't know all the yeah, references the to things that that you know. What I mean, even like yeah. you guys talking about things with fall. Like I've not watched fall, so mm -hmm. like right. I, the more I'm around, I pick up on that. Yeah. But like. Yeah, it, yeah. it bears less relevance to me yeah, than it absolutely. does to yes. people that actually lived it. So. I also have not watched Fall, so... Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I feel less bad then, because mm -hmm. at least I'm not in a relationship with but, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I obviously was here when, like, it was happening, so yeah. you'd be like, oh my god, this happened today, and it's like, the context for that doesn't exist <laughs> Really me, weird. So. It's like, yeah, we broke into a temple, and John, we killed a bunch of apes. Like, oh my god, like, what the fuck? <laughs> By the way, what's your mother's name? Mm -hmm. That, that was what such you, a good. What did you moment. call her? Just didn't cut. Didn't have. Didn't have it. So <laughs> good. What Mom was Dar. it though? Momdar. Obviously. I, I always just called her Momdar. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? This was the. I didn't, the, I didn't know my grandmother's name the for only the answer. longest time. <laughs> my granddaughter was over a hundred. So yeah, he's one hundred and thirty years old. And he doesn't know his mother's yeah, name. That's fair. <laughs> Oh my Those god. Those trolls really beat the <laughs> yeah. out of you. Oh my god. That was the cost for your backstory. Yep. Fighting all the trolls. You yep. don't have a mind anymore. Yeah, yeah they beat my head a lot. Yep. Yeah, you oh, didn't actually kill them. Yeah, they beat the shit it. out of you. Yeah, Tarhan rescued you bloody dead. on the beach. Yeah, like, the with... teeth in the hammer were my teeth and yep. they broke it. I was like, yeah, it's the trolls. I kicked their asses. Yeah, you amazing. had like nine simultaneous concussions. We're in a coma for months. You should have had minus two to your int. Yep. Episode three. I played it like Episode three. Just... Just take the stat reduction. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, chat, we have, you know, just a few minutes if anybody has any final comments or questions or if you guys have any anything else. Um, we only have, like, two minutes. Thanks for DMing. Yeah, they're for real. You, you should be proud of what you did. Like, again, it, it's we're all learning. It's not remotely easy. It's conceptually a fun as fuck thing to do. It bears a lot of stress, and I'm very appreciative and grateful that you bore that stress and anxiety for us for the last fucking year, and I just, I genuinely think you should be fucking proud of it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's was a very enjoyable experience. 
Looking forward the, to the next one. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. I really am. I think I have more written for that than I had for maybe this entire campaign. So <laughs> thank, oh, thank, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you for the oh, gifted sub. I appreciate it. That's oh, the final. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, it's ten again. Yep. God, I just can't. I can't fucking read. Mm-hmm. It's insane because it pops up and says like gifted a tier one sub to this person. Thank you for the ten gifted subs. Mm-hmm. That's so kind of you. Thanks. Yeah, one hell of a comment. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jesus. I'm so fucking blind, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Favorite moment? That's a hard one. Yeah. I, I don't... It's it's the same thing with me where it's really hard for me to pick, like, a favorite, favorite film, movie favorite or, thing. Yeah. I, it's, I can never pick, like, one moment that sticks out as, like... I just loved all of it. I just loved making you guys laugh mm-hmm. and, and smile. I think I thought you were gonna pick Lore yelling and scaring everyone else. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. That was yep. definitely one of my favorite moments because that was where <laughs> I felt the most like tied into that character, character as an NPC. Like I, in that moment, was that character, mm-hmm. and I don't know that that happened a whole lot mm-hmm. during the rest For of the like, campaign. I liked Varian's speech at the end because that was like the one time I got to like do like a monologue thing. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, Sarah almost cut you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you thought about it, right? I thought about it. <laughs> That's like a taboo. They yeah. were like, listen, the DM does a lot of work. If you cut them off during your their like villainous speech, it's the one thing yep. they get. To be like fair, it would be very barred if you oh, cut yeah. them off. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna let you finish, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably probably those two moments yeah. were like the the big things. But I mean, just all of it. Just seeing you guys laugh, at just this absolute moronic shit that I came up with off the top of my <laughs> Brendan head. Brendan Fraser sat on. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to do that. Like <laughs> that wasn't off the top of his head. Yeah, yeah. no, he, that was prepped. That was yeah. in the pocket. Where yeah. can I where can I put this in? <laughs> yeah, where can I where can I What's slip this name? Brendan. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because we had been talking about that for a week prior. Yeah. So I was like, this is going in. <laughs> it's him. But that is also the beauty of like the campaign being a bit of a mess is I could just insert stuff anywhere. You're just like I'll figure out. Like, I'll yeah, figure it. I don't have anything anyway, so I'll figure it out as we mm-hmm. as we go along. So that was that was an interesting experience, but yeah, sincerely thank you guys very much for giving me a year of your of your time to Dad. to play through. <laughs> Dad, that was good too. Yeah. That's great. That oh. one was really no, not again. No, no. no. <laughs> Didn't he show up in Terrence me too? Yes, yeah. mom. Yeah, he mom? showed up at the uh, at the portal at the end too. When, when everyone was, he was confused, he was, he was like, "Dad, Dad." There go. It was good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh, Shadow, as for a schedule, I don't know yet. Um, we're working on it. Uh, I mean, physically, days, it will be Tuesdays at 6 o'clock, Fridays at 6 o'clock, and Sundays at 5 o'clock once DJ's campaign starts and we get back to Oshwamp and mine starts. Mm-hmm. Um, for right now, it's Prince's at 5 on Wednesdays and then a fireside chat or something mm-hmm. on Fridays, Fridays, probably. Um yeah, once we get back to stuff in... Mine should be, like, August. Uh, but I don't know. I still have a lot of work Did to do. Did you tell everyone, like, the title and everything? Yeah, The Lost Kings of Adorus is my next campaign. Sarah has done the logo for that. Um, it's in the Discord, I think, but I'll post it when I get back to my computer. Um... Because I, I, uh, it's gonna be hard to see from here. But Sarah did this. She drew this by yeah, hand. Yeah, this one, this one's mine. In front of the yeah, yeah we'll see closer. if they can, if they can see it. It's a screen, so it's, it's gonna be hard. But yeah, yeah, it's so bright. But 
Yeah, you can't see it too Rip. well, but it's fine. You can see something. Uh, but yeah, that that'll be set in door 2.0 is is this next campaign, uh, which I'm really excited about. We're gonna have six players. It's gonna be Lawrence, Paul, Sarah, John, and then Mike Fizzlewick from Princes and uh, his girlfriend Autumn. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be a fucking stacked campaign, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be fun. I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to it. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll post more about that as we get closer and, and figure <laughs> out um, everything. I don't know when we're going back to, like, costumes and stuff. I don't know what the plan is for that. Um, right now it's a... Uh, yeah, right now it's a safety thing. We're trying to not, you know, yeah. do that. But Limit the amount of, like, cross-contact and... Yeah, just mm-hmm. out of, out of yeah, an abundance of safety. They're so. all in the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it, but it'll be it'll be a good time, and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it, so... Thank you guys again for for playing. And uh, chat, thank you guys for watching for the past year of this. Um, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, Thanks for sticking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Especially for the people that have come back after we took a literal three-month like hiatus because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you immensely for coming back because it is, it is very hard. Uh, I know, like, I've not gone back to certain TV shows that you know take a hiatus yeah you take a break from and you just forget I just never watch them because I forget everything so the people that are here legitimately thank you I appreciate it and with that with the new campaign starting great time to get your friends yeah great timing Mm -hmm. bug everyone yeah tell your grandmother to watch Mm -hmm. she'll probably hate it but make her do it she might not there's grandmas who play D&D it's true but she not like us but you know maybe they were they weren't always grandmas <laughs> it's profound. Yeah. I like That's that. That's true, Luna. Thank yeah. you. What a what oh. a way to wrap things up. Yeah. They weren't always. They weren't always grandmas. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Let's remember. Yeah. There was an era where. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You bring your grandmother. That way, she can hear us say "fuck you, Don" at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll miss doing that for the next month, month and a half. Yeah. Uh, and Fuck Octane. You. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Octane. Uh, if you, for the podcast that you're listening to Set and Door, if you go to the creator of that podcast, which is Not Great RPG, there's also the uh, the other campaign, uh, which is Not Great Dungeon Crawlers, which has the Island of Fall and then Oshwamp mm-hmm. up to the point that we've played too. So once you're done with, uh, with Set and Door, there's also those two campaigns mm-hmm. if you haven't listened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hopefully. yeah, and then there will be a third when DJ starts. We'll have a third podcast under the same brand. I don't know. That might just be like DJ's brain or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, it'll be a, it'll be a not great something. I not great. Wait to not great. Ah, uh, well, oh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like him doing princes has been hysterical. I'm very eager for him to homebrew shit and me yeah. to just be like. So how about this? And him to be like, oh, no. Well, because then if there, he can say that there's four pillars in a room, and it doesn't matter if there was 15. Now there's four. Because it doesn't He's matter. Free. It's his world. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's still going to back up and tell yeah. you the there's actual wait. number. Yep. Like, never mind. I wrote 15. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually 57. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys very much for watching. We'll, uh, we'll see you on Wednesday at 5 o'clock for Princes of the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Good night, friends. Good night. Goodbye. Good night.